Incoming news from the uh, Coconut Grove podcast. We've got the astrologer Brian Vlasic. <laughs> that was my really, really, really bad impression of a radio person. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I cannot do that voice at all. <laughs> that, that completely pulled out of my ass. I don't think that that was good. I'm going to listen back to it and be like, she's so embarrassing. Like, who lets her out of the house? <laughs> Oh, no, I 100% love that. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You also have headphones on, so you're kind of like blocking my voice out a little bit. Or do you hear me crisp and clear? Um, I hear your voice twice, crisp and clear. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a double affirmation right there. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, this is a special treat because this is a bonus episode. Yeah, this is a bonus episode. So we are... Back with Brian Blasick today, um, the astrologer you had a chance to hear about in part one. Um, so if you haven't already, we strongly encourage you to go there, listen to the intro, and um, learn a bit of the basics with Brian. Um, you can. <laughs> it, it definitely goes beyond basics, like let's be honest. That's the first 10 minutes of our interview. Right. The first 10 minutes is the basics. The rest is very uh, detailed. Yep. Yeah. And in that episode, we cover um, a lot of my chart. We uh, start answer or asking some questions that we have, get a bit into Katie's chart. And then and a lot of learning of Brian and his story. A lot about his history. Uh, Brian, his experience, his um background his education um his story uh and then just some like nuggets of really fascinating information that he can just like pass to you yeah he's really a lot of yeah a lot of really precious nuggets in there yeah um so go back give that a listen um and then when you're ready check out part two um in part two we're covering a few more of the Q and A's, yeah, uh, kind of concluding and- the the chart reading and moving into Q and A. Yeah, so a bit more rapid fire questions. Um, the if you've ever wanted to know what to expect for twenty twenty two, yeah, Brian makes a prediction. Yeah, that's super yeah. cool. I don't want to tell you when in the episode because I want you to listen to the entire thing. Um, but yeah, he does he does offer prediction for twenty twenty two. So if you're curious. Um, yeah, this is a great episode for, for you to get your questions answered Mm -hmm. based off of the last episode. Yeah. Um, and again, if you're astrology curious and you listen to part one, we strongly encourage you to go through part two, um, for completeness, see if there's anything else you can learn. Um, and we'll just say, yeah, 
dive on in. Hope you like it. And again, please rate, review, and subscribe for us. It helps us and it also helps our guests like Brian to grow um, their businesses and their following. And we want nothing more but our guests to be successful as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. We hope you guys enjoy this uh, part two continuation of our conversation with Brian Blasek. Enjoy. That is the magic of astrology. That is the magic of astrology. You can just put the pieces together and figure out what your purpose is or could be. I shouldn't say is, but could be. Right? I don't like to, that. It's like, it's like doing like, oh, can you guess my sun sign by looking at me? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I can probably guess your Saturn. Uh, I'm all about Saturn because Saturn. What's my Saturn? Yours? What do you think it is? If you can guess. Hmm. Look at him. Wait, I gotta pull it up so I, so I don't tell him. Okay, I know what it is. I'd say it's in like, I, hmm, probably the first 10 degrees of Pisces, but I might be wrong. Um, it's 27 degrees Aquarius. So I was off by three degrees. That's so close. Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's cool. Are you sure about your birth like time? A hundred percent. Oh no, Saturn. Birth... Saturn oh. is one of those things that just does you can't change Saturn. That's... Because it moves so slowly. Oh mm. three degrees though. That's insane. That's for really a guess. close. Yeah. So now the thing that I want to point out to uh Ashley about Saturn here is you look up at the very top of the of the zodiacal wheel on the outside mm-hmm. and you see Saturn there. Yep. And now look down from that. Straight down? Straight down. What's that? That's a node. That's, a north That's the node. north node. Right. Now Saturn is the... Uh, first of all, Saturn isn't a god. Saturn's a titan. All right? Mm-hmm. He's like the father of the gods. And he would eat his children in order to prevent the overthrow of the Titans. Okay. <laughs> welcome, welcome, right? So you, the, 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 famous, the famous painting of... Um, yeah, I know the one. Yeah. Literally, he's sitting there and he's eating his children, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've is. seen it. If you look at where Saturn is right now, in comparison to the North Node... That tells me that this is a significant moment in your life. This this past month, actually, this past. This is when I get to do the thing, the thing that freaks people out. I love doing this thing. Oh no! Pulling out the book. <laughs> See, so numerical sets, right? Yeah. Uh huh. This is literally what that. I. This is what I do. Is I just look at numerical sets, and I put them into paper into representable form wow so that's like interpreting these tables into meaning for the people that you're speaking to yeah correct yeah yeah exactly so 
I want you to, I don't know. I did this with a friend of mine and he absolutely couldn't believe that I, that I did it. So do you have any photos on your phone from about mm, the 12th to the 25th of September that are of significant note to you? Oh, this is the first photo shoot we went on. Oh, uh -uh, for real? Yeah. What day was it? Um, that was the 12th. That right. was like the first time like that we we went out and did our photos. Took photos together. Um, and you know what's amazing about that is that Saturn was at 7 Aquarius 32. And you notice that your north node is at 717. So you did something with respect to your destiny on that day. Now, the, now it's in your 10th house. Your 10th house is your career house. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So the decisions that you make, and also um, you might want to check around, say, the 28th of October through, say, the 4th of November. So Saturn at that point was within 20 minutes of your natal north node. So that is like a sign. That's also a sign because at first Saturn was retrograde. The first thing that we cited. And that's when you had this thought that like, you know, work-life balance, I can do something healthful. Mm -hmm. And then you actually did it when Saturn passed direct across so you you instantiate well to use the buzzword right you manifested what it was that you wanted during the during that transfer that's pretty cool yeah so does that happen? we also went out for halloween so i'm not saying that i influenced it but you <laughs> we totally were definitely did. i was gonna say we were definitely like close together for all of october i have all, like a lot of pictures i do of too yeah in october from the beginning to the end yeah like well that was the day we yeah that one was the day we decided to do the podcast that's the second of october that was the we were like let's do it because it's so weird that you said the like 11th like and this was just before and i probably was just like yeah it's a good idea and it was probably like a week before i was like okay we should do this. yeah that's outstanding so if you look toward where the north node is now over in in gemini and and at that time, it was at four degrees. Okay. And if you look here, I, I'm pointing at the screen like you can see me. So <laughs> if you look from that green, uh, green node over to the sun in, the, in black. Yeah. Right? On that day, on, on um, November 1st, and... and it, or, October 1st, rather, and in that general vicinity, your sun is sextile to the North Node. And, and what that means is that it's... See, this is like that whole decoding language thing, right? <laughs> yeah. And what that means is that an easy, frictionless angle. So the sun being the driving force within you met up with your point of destiny at an easy angle. Mm. And then your idea was born. 
I wonder if you also had like something. In I know your chart. I I don't have like in the birth chart that I have handy. I don't have all of the like the little stuff in between. It just kind of shows me the basics. Um, it should have your node though. Uh, I have true node. Is that the same thing? Yes. Okay, it's two degrees thirteen Sagittarius in the sixth house. Two degrees, Sag. Well, so here's the thing about you. Uh, you just had what's known as a a nodal uh, an opposite nodal return. Hmm. So, because the North Node is now in in Gemini, right? What's a hundred degrees opposite that? Sagittarius. Oh, hey, there we go. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so there it is. And and what did you say it was? Two thirty five ish. 213. 213. So the direct transit of uh, the direct opposition was actually uh, November 11th. 11-11. Weird. So let's see. What else interesting can I do? I mean, there's that trio that's up top and that's a karmic trio of like Saturn and Neptune, the force of nature, but also Lord of Illusion, right? And 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 Uranus, who's all about sudden inspiration and sudden genius. That's super accurate, yeah. Um, like, and that's in, your, that's in your ninth house. Those three planets are in your ninth house, your house of learning, your house mm-hmm. of philosophy, your house of higher education. So you, you have a tremendously potent combo in your ninth house. And right now, all of those are being activated by different transits. Because hmm. you see, that, like, on top of that, you see Selene, Iphigenia, who's really sad. And you see Juno, who rips people's faces <laughs> off. And you see, you know, the god of communication. Uh, and, and, and that transit with your natal... Um, with your natal Uranus would have happened um, today, actually. You look in oh, the really? table. Oh. Yeah, look in the table that says tran- uh, off to the side. You yeah. see the blue writing and you see the green writing. So that's, that's, that's in Capricorn. Now go over to the chart and look at that same space at the natal part. Uh, and what's at the natal part? Yeah. That's Uranus. And Uranus is... Well, here you go. Here's the tech issue thing. Uranus is associated with electricity. Yeah. So, and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and sparks of ingenuity and sparks of imagination. So, the fact that, you know... The fact that today is happening, I guess... I say it's not an accident because there's too much aligning based on what we know of coded meaning over 3,000 years of, of fecundity, right? There's too much occurring at the same time for it to be ignorable. But can you prove it? No, because mm-hmm. it's an art. I love that. I love that so much. Hey guys, it's Katie and Ashley. Hey. 
So we're here to tell you a little bit more about how you can support the podcast. Yeah. So if your Apple podcast platform is not already open, go ahead and open that up. Go to Coconut Grove Podcasts and not only rate, but leave us a review. Yeah. So if you go in there and write something for us, that helps a lot with the metrics, helps us get known, helps us help you. Exactly. And for all of December, we're giving away four gifts to uh, reviewers. So if you would like to be one of the lucky winners of one of our December giveaways, the only way you can enter is by leaving a review on the Apple Podcast platform. Yeah. So get on there, write us something quick, positive or negative, hopefully positive, And we'd love to hear your feedback. Cool. Let's get back into the episode. Thanks. Now you can ask something. Oh, I don't know. Uh, as it's an outtake you can ask whatever that's true um it could be about your chart am i yeah i guess i I guess i would ask is am i more aligned now than i was am i on um am i am i listening to my intuition or am i creating this voice that is i think is my intuition ah yeah the voice that's what you were talking about earlier with me right Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does your gut tell you? Um, does it feel right to you? It does, but I also, I have this like conflict with myself that I, I, I want to do so much in this life. And it, it almost kind of puts me in a position where I'd like, like a position of inaction. Cause I'm like, well, I, I want to spend my entire life doing this because it's, fulfilling and wonderful but if i spend my entire life doing that i'm not going to have room for this other thing that i think is wonderful and beautiful i'm sure you can relate to that in a lot of ways too um, absolutely because you uh seem to have balanced all of those things at once and i'm I'm not sure i know how to yet uh it took me a very long time and and honestly like with my own personal chart this has been an extremely trying time for me because like when i was born i'm a cancer and my sun sign, this you know, the soul basically, the engine of the self, is at is at nine degrees Cancer, and then uh, my um, North Node is at eleven degrees uh, at eleven degrees Virgo, and my Saturn is at nine degrees Virgo. So what does that mean? It means that my destiny is associated with being a very hard worker, being very detail-oriented. Um, and at the same time, I look toward my, toward my son and how that relates to Saturn and the North Node, because that's at a 60-degree angle. It's at a you know, frictionless angle. That means that I have to have faith in myself. But because of where my Chiron is on my chart, I don't have a lot of faith in myself. And it's something that I've been working on a lot over the past year. And it hasn't been until like the last couple of weeks where things have started to click for me. So the fact that you reached out literally yesterday after, after some intense healing that I went through with, 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 with a healer, I, I can't explain that. Hey, I mean, I guess I, I guess something that I should tell you is that I was speaking to a few other astrologers, but something about you, I was very drawn to. And like, even speaking to you, I feel, I feel like I've spoken to you before. And this whole time I'm like, have I actually like 
have we spoken actually before? And I'm just like super rude and just like forgot that we've met. Mm -hmm. Like, I just have that feeling with you and I don't know. But that's, that's, that's why I feel like, uh, I was like, I don't know. This one feels, Brian feels right. I want to have Brian on. Brian definitely feels right. I mean, you already uh, picked up on a lot of my like uncertainties and my doubts like from the very start and you address them all extremely seamlessly without me picking up on it and then I just you had like, a whole therapy session right here oh. basically <laughs> this so, is this um, is what happens when you become aligned with your with your with your soul mission as you start to meet other people's you start to you you attract other people who are at that same like vibrational state as you that's a hundred percent what we are feeling and we were talking about this the other day too it's it's so weird that that is what we're starting to see um yeah. and it's coming like every day people are coming at us and we're chatting with people that are totally in line with that same vibration absolutely mm -hmm. yeah vibes are real like they definitely are real a hundred percent without a doubt in my mind yeah. and you know there's actually a psychological um a psychological thing that occurs when you when you're around say a psychopath who doesn't give off vibes hmm what do you mean like do they um because i like true crime so tell me more does that mean they like eat their your vibes or do they like take vibes away or they just have no vibes wait okay i'm gonna add to that because when we had a discussion on psychedelic medicine for mm. another episode um our guest uh spoke that um people who are uh, psychopaths or whatever do not have ego mm. or <laughs> something like that. Or maybe it was schizophrenic. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think you're right. No, yeah. it's, psycho it's, it's psychopathy. Yeah. Um, so first of all, what did I, what, so we've been talking about all this for a minute and let's see what I, let's see what I, ah, what I pull. Hey, look. Oh, genius. You're in Oh, there you go. Hey, we were just talking about that. What do you Sparks know? Sparks and electricity. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, but but as to your as to your question, like they're like anti vibe almost, right? Mm. Because they don't have normal expression of emotion. It could be argued they don't necessarily have emotion. Or if they do, it's very stunted. Mm. Does that make sense? At least in my understanding of psychopathy. So when when you're around somebody, have you ever had the creeps before? Yeah. Oh, of course. Did you know that's an actual thing? That is a Isn't literal thing. Isn't it like the thing. hair, like the hair on the back of your neck stands up? Because it, I don't remember why, but it, it's like a physiological response. Yes, it is. Mm. And it's because you're picking up on the fact that something is not right about it. But you can't say what it is, because you don't know. Like you could just, this happened to me in Boston one time. I just passed this guy going into the subway and I was, or the T, and I was like, I need to not be here. Like I was just absolutely freaked out and he started following me and I was like, yeah, mm, nope, mm -mm, nope. Big nope, big nope. And I actually managed to get through the turnstile and like he didn't, he couldn't. And then the train came and I got the frick out of there. But yeah. like, yeah, because you have this, you're able to pick up a vibe from a person. And, kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, that's like kind of the colloquial now, right? But it, but yeah. it is for a reason. And I think it's because people are trying to connect with each other. And because we're all so far apart. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. You know, so what, what do we, what do we think? We talked about the 12th house earlier. I'm amused by how it's labeled on here as escape. <laughs> it's the hidden part of the self, um, which totally makes sense with our discussion of psychopathy because mm -hmm. it's hidden, mm. right? You can only just sense it. And you don't really know it's there, but you so know it's always kind of like not right. At one time I went on a date with a woman who was or who is who studies uh, microexpressions, specifically, oh, that's yes, specifically microexpressions of psychopaths. Oh. <laughs> and have you ever heard the term the crazy eye? Yes. Yeah. I asked her about it. I did. And she's like, you know, I never really thought about this before. But because she's a specialist in this, in psychopathy, she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, like a person's uh, pupil may not dilate or or will be a pinpoint even when it shouldn't be or like it's just fixed. Like that's that's the crazy eye to me. And she's like, that totally makes sense because that's that's an autonomic nervous thing, which is associated with psychopathy because you, because, you know, you, you, you don't have a fight or flight response. Mm. So if you can't express emotion, then your autonomic nervous system responds accordingly by doing nothing. Wow. Your eyes would be reflecting that. Wow, that's so crazy. That's wild. Yeah, so there you go. So hot tip if you see someone with the crazy dead eyes. If you, get, if you see the crazy eyes and you feel the tingle behind your neck and you feel something in your gut that says, get out of here. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. And that's... That's intuition. So yeah, to come back to yeah. your question, you know, that you would ask while Ashley was out, like, it, am I hearing my intuition? If your gut says this feels right, that's your intuition. And it's natural to have doubts, too, especially like, as you said, you're coming up on your Saturn return, uh, which you said was 26. Seven Aquarius. I have to get out the big book again. Um, and then, so Saturn returns are traditionally associated with like moments of karmic judgment. Yeah, right? I think I'm like a year and a couple of months away. It's like February 2024. And it's supposed to be like a big event. Yes, Saturn returns are notoriously. Uh, that's where you that's where events. people get the idea of like the big 30 right it's like your mm -hmm. 30s are the time that big change happens and that's usually around the same time of the saturn return i wonder if mine is around then no you already had yours that makes sense but when was it mm. is that 21 and cap oh shit no way I'll, I'll laugh so hard if this is like what I think it is. No, oh, it was before. Gosh darn it. Man, that would have been so cool. <laughs> I was thinking it was around the Great Conjunction. I mean, it 
it, it wasn't not around the Great Conjunction. Um, it was actually slightly before. So this would have been in October of 2020 hmm. and into November of 2020. So hmm. a year ago. Yeah. A lot of big life changes for yeah, you in that year. Yeah. And what about yours, Katie? What What is yours expected to be? I think it's like February 2023. So it's not this upcoming year, but the next. No, but you will feel a tug. You will feel a tug about something in your life in in like May. Because okay. Saturn will be at 25. So once again, it comes down to like degrees of influence around. Mm-hmm. So because you'll be so close to where your natal Saturn was, you're going to start feeling like a nudge and it'll be either, am I on the right track or am I off track and pay attention to the nudge because not everybody gets one. Mm. <laughs> you're kind of blessed in this respect because mm. Ve uh, beca Venus, because Saturn goes retrograde like at 25 degrees in May. So oh. it never crosses the 27 degree threshold until later. Crazy. So, so it's like, it. it's like ready, just kidding. And we're back again. <laughs> yeah. I had the weirdest Saturn return. I'm not going to lie. It was Tell absolutely us. bizarre. Uh, I got swindled by a nun. What? Oh. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I got swindled by a nun. Uh, and um, by the way, it'll be February 23, February 23. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but no, there was a, a, a nun who was a landlord because she inherited like her brother's property or something. And I had moved out of state. I needed a place to live. And a friend of mine checked it out and everything was fine. Everything was great, except she was there during the day. Hmm. And I showed up. You know, I drove halfway across the country in one day. I, I, I got there. I get to this place that I'm moving into. I open the door. Spiders everywhere. Oh. Spiders everywhere. And, I, and the place was unlivable. I couldn't live there. Aww. So I ended up, like, having to crash on my parents' couch. And I took a restaurant job on the day of my Saturn return. That restaurant job eventually led to the accident that led to my disability. Mm. So what might not seem to be a monumental choice in the moment, if it's not aligned with, if, if you do it out of necessity, as opposed to out of love, mm -hmm. it's probably not the right decision. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think I have to identify that a lot, um, like as a Capricorn, <laughs> um, because I feel like a lot of things are like, for me, it's like, I, I feel like I do a lot of things because they are necessary, even though I don't want to. And I feel like that's where I've noticed the most resistance in my life. Um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that, but. No, I mean, that makes sense. You know, Caps are notorious like like i i associate the phrase i use with capricorn because they use whatever they have at their disposal to advance themselves mm -hmm. um i wouldn't necessarily take it as a harbinger of doom that you're doing so 
Are you doing so out of necessity or are you doing it because it's at your disposal? Those are two different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. So, Like resourceful versus desperate? Exactly. Yeah. When I was crashed on my parents' couch, I was desperate and I was out like three grand. Oh my God. So, okay, let's take a job that's not aligned with what I was supposed to do, which was was teaching. The thing that I trained my entire life up until that point, I literally had to walk away from. I didn't, I guess I didn't have to walk away from, but I did walk away from. And the most tragic thing about my Saturn return is like, it took about a year, a year and a half to play out all like all of it. I started teaching at the conservatory at which I applied during that time. Uh, The week that I had my onsite work accident at the restaurant and it just tanked my career. Wow. Because I made cool. no, you it is, it is. But if you look at it from like a from a karmic perspective, it's like you can kind of make sense out of things, which is what a lot of astrology is about. Yeah, it's not necessarily one is well. I mean, maybe a little bit, but it's not necessarily like one is bad, one is doom. It's like you're you're given a hand. What can you do with it? Right. Right. And. Can you make wrong choices? Yeah. Yeah, you can. If it doesn't resonate with you, but you do it because you panic. And for me, like my mm-hmm. Chiron is in Taurus, I think. So it's it's always about money and like security. Neither of which I necessarily had when I, neither of which I had when I was growing up. So when I was out three grand after I had made the most money in my life prior to that, which was only $33,000. But then again, I mean, you know, that was in like 2008. So it's a little bit, you know, whatever. (laughs) And it was my first job out of grad school. And now I have $0. So I I panicked and I didn't wait. And I didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. and I didn't pursue things enough like I, like I wanted to. And, and that's what Saturn does. Everybody hates Saturn so much. Oh, he's so bad. One person says, "Big Daddy Saturn." I'm like, "Is Sa- Saturn is is Capricorn's ruler? Is that correct?" Uh, Saturn is Capricorn's like ruler. Yes. Okay. Um, and and then, um, it was also. Let me make sure I get this right. Libra, it's in Libra as well. My moon is Libra. Yeah. What uh, what degree? Um, 26 degrees 30. 26 degrees 30 in Libra. And that is ruled by, sub-ruled by Mercury, actually. So communication. So whatever you're doing with respect to, to, to communication, to, you know, and, and since uh, as, as Libra's all literally about balance, right her sign is the scales yeah you know she's all about balance if it feels emotionally correct to you then you're on the right track because the the moon is all about emotion right mm. and you know we d- we didn't talk about ashley's moon sign which is which is virgo and 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 you know 
the moon is conjunct Iphigenia. And if, uh, long story short, after the Trojan War, in an effort to, in the effort to unify Greece, Iphigenia sacrificed herself. So there's an element of perhaps overextending yourself uh, in association with your emotions, Ashley. That's perhaps the most accurate thing. <laughs> and, and, and that connects directly to Chiron, by the way. So, you know. Man, that, that, that's, so that's, that's extremely accurate. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to dive into a couple rapid-fire questions. Sure. Um, so, again, if you don't want to answer, you just, you're just you like, oh, it no. doesn't apply to me, then and you can skip it. thank you so much for reading my chart. That was really cool. Well, yeah, for real. What a treat. What yeah, a treat. I yeah. think everyone's going to be able to take away something from that for sure. I, so cool. We didn't I even so get to lucky. read all of it. I know. That was like, what, we covered three, four houses maybe? Uh, yeah, um, the houses. And then, like, you know, we touched on the majority of the celestial bodies, but, like, we left a lot out you know yeah. and this i mean it, yeah. it is a lot to look at <laughs> yeah you could literally kind of dive deep dive into each little symbol basically i probably have to connect with you <laughs> oh yeah by 100 i'm definitely please booking reach a out. reading for my yeah. birthday yeah um okay so uh what astrologers do you look up to um if any hmm you know i look up to the work of his name is robert hand and he was part of this project called Project Hindsight. And what it did is it recovered all of these ancient Greek and Latin texts from the original astrologers that were never deciphered. Like no one ever translated wow. them. For like 2,000 years they sat around. And he started Project Hindsight and he got a whole bunch of people together. And suddenly we have all these new, yet extremely old, tools available to us that allow us to kind of subvert the, you know, that, that uh, new age spiritualness of like, drink this if you're a Scorpio. <laughs> like, well, why? Like, that makes no sense. But you're now, if I'm seeing things that are coming to me and I'm able to incorporate that into my practice from like 2000 years ago, and I'm getting... That, that, that and is giving you things that are insightful to you, even a skeptic, <laughs> you know, like that's amazing. I, I definitely think that's cool that you, um, you're able to connect with me with having almost no background. This is literally the first time that we're meeting face to face too. And mm -hmm. you've told Ashley everything that she knows about herself. <laughs> Honestly though, it's um, wild. <laughs> Do you want to kind of bounce back and forth? Because I know you have questions, too. I have questions, too. Um, I am wondering from, like, the general sense of astrology, tarot. Tarot is something I did have um, some background with. And I'm just wondering, is that different? Do you do tarot? What's your mm. take on tarot? Um, yeah. yeah no, I'm like, I, I, I love tarot. I do. Yeah. Um, I'm better at oracle cards and okay. you're like, what the hell is that? And that's totally fine because I didn't know the difference like, like six months ago. Um, oracle cards are like the cards that I've been pulling up and just showing you that, that allow the reader. So, or the diviner in this case, me to connect to source 
and or the universe or whatever and have that message come through the through me through my energy into the card that I can show you mm-hmm. and the fact that I have pulled cards that are uncannily accurate I know yeah is you know saying something do I think that tarot is uh useful absolutely do i think it's for me i'm not sure you know i i i I, there's another there's another kind of card reading that i I, that i'm getting into and it's called lenormand and and it involves like half as many cards and it's very subjective and like everything is about you know placement like simple i can actually show you like kind of what some of the cards look like this is a new lenormand uh, deck but so like this would be the coffin you know obviously it's a oh, coffin yeah. but there's other things there too right yeah yeah there there's like is. there's shadowy yeah. things in the background mm-hmm. and the way that lenormand works is it's like what is the first thing you pick up on mm-hmm. whenever you mm-hmm. look at the card mm-hmm. and that's the symbol you focus on so it would be read differently by each person or like each circumstance or whatnot. Yeah, whatever, whatever the reason is you're coming or what's the intention you set or who's reading for you or maybe you read for yourself. I don't know. But. Correct. Yeah. And it, it, it like I said, it's also very subjective. Yeah. Um, I like to do. Oh, what's the other cards? My Fontysiaco cards. Where are they? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that. I know neither of these ones. I My have. Kipper. Well, they're Kipper cards. They're just set in the uh, the Fondesiaco, the Edu- the Edwardian era. Mm-hmm. I don't like to say Edwardian because it sounds weird. <laughs> but you know, these are kind of like oracle cards, except you. So, like you know, these are signifiers, mm-hmm. and they tell you, you know, you basically put together a story. Uh, a channeled story that can help guide a person through decisions or even lead to revelations about themselves as a way, you know, as, as a way of prognostication. So it's a little bit like tarot too. I don't know if you yeah. have the same kind of like layout and um, I was never very good at it, but I know you cross your cards and you put cards on the side and cards at the top. Well, there's different ways to do it. Yeah. Right? Like you can make different a pattern. Boards. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, does it, do those two decks also have the same, or are they more of just like the oracle card where you're getting a specific card? Oh, oh there are definite there are definite patterns that you can use for yeah. sure. There are definite patterns you can use. Um, the the um, the Lenormand has like I think thirty six, thirty no, yeah maybe thirty six thirty six cards in it, and when you do the grand tableau, that's what it's called. Uh, you literally use all 36 cards and the reading wow. can take hours, right? Because you're yeah. deciphering, you know, how does this relate temporally? Like each card has its own um, time associated with it and, and, and its own meaning associated with it. So um, in that respect, it's perhaps more complex than tarot because it's giving you more details without as much rote memorization. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Does it make sense? Yeah. yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah, I think Tara has like what seventy-two cards. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. it's overwhelming, and you know, like yeah. Pa- pa- sadly, Sometimes I forget cards exist until I pull it, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's well, a I card. Seen that in a very long right, time. right. Yeah. The trump cards, and you're like, oh god, I drew death. <laughs> death isn't right. bad, bad death thing. Again. Death right. again. Death is a rebirth. Death yes. is a rebirth or yeah. a radical change. It, yeah. um, you know, do I read tarot for myself? Yeah, I do from time to time. It's fun. I think I have a few spreads up actually on my on my thing, but um, I'll have to send you guys uh, an account of this great uh, of this great card spread Insta I follow. And it's just like, they just make shit up. They're like, the what the fuck am I doing now deck? <laughs> and like, whatever. And, 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 but it's useful, right? Because yeah. you're taking, you're not just sticking to like the traditional things. You're able to bring in, uh, in your own concept of what it is that you wish to see or what it is that you wish to know, I should say. Thus strengthening your intention whenever you do the reading. I feel like each method, whatever method it is, is just forcing you to be introspective. That seems to be the underlying theme is you need to be introspective um, because it's all about your interpretation or the interpretation for you. And if you're not, you might not see the meaning that's there. Sometimes if I need clarification, I will, I, I can... Uh, I can use up to like four decks at a time. Wow. Um, wow. And and like I'll draw a tarot if something is unclear in like my Moonology deck, and I'm like, okay, I need more detail. Yeah. Like, like let's work with this here, you know. So let's draw a tarot card. Oh, okay. Now we can give more meaning to. This. I mean, it's just like astrology in that sense. The more nuance you get, the more perspective you get. Yeah. The, the more accurate like you can say things about your past and it's creepy I'm not going to lie tarot's creepy to me because it can be horrifically accurate I, yeah. it always has been it is, for me yeah. Yeah. especially the deck I find sometimes each deck has its own personality oh yeah a little bit like the way that it delivers a message like um, my favorite oh, deck yeah. is the one that just like tells it to me straight it's like ugh, for real this obviously i want to show you but like i've had other decks that are like um when i'm kind of like trying to find some answers it'll be like well i mean you could try this but it wouldn't hurt if you tried that like like some decks are too nice i'm like i need the mean one (laughs) i need the one that tells me what to do (laughs) i have a deck that i can only use like once a month or so um because so it's called guided by spirit it's a gorgeous deck the woman who did it it's all it's all channeled like the artwork and everything oh, and the wow. and the meanings yeah they were all channeled to her from source and she gave them the meaning was associated from source to her through channeling so these cards are stupid powerful and i can like it's tiring to use this deck um but it grants an enormous amount of insight so you're absolutely right about like certain decks resonate with you more than others and why 
Honestly, I have no fucking idea. Like, I don't. <laughs> I can send you to someone who could probably tell you why. She's amazing. Oh, so, yeah. Any resources or references you have, like, like we're always trying to look for more things to talk about <laughs> for the podcast yeah, she, or I, I just have, for our own curiosity. I have an amazing tarot reader that I follow um, just on Insta. And, I mean, I haven't worked with her or anything, but she's amazing. She does so much free content, too. It's ridiculous. Um, and she's creative as hell. And I think you guys would actually really appreciate that. So, Yeah. Yeah, link us up. That's For cool. Sure. Um, okay, I have another question. Yes. What annoys you most about the way the general population views astrology? Hmm. The general population? I don't... I think it's this... The desire to either dismiss it out of hand without even consideration or like call it a cult or something like that. And I'm like, that's a, that's a, that's a 20th century thing. It was associated with the occult in the 20th century. Just like, you know, how we started dividing lines between everything in the 20th century. Yeah. Um, Social constructs became a thing in the 20th century. I mean, they were always there, but like now we have names for everything. Right. And, 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 and sadly, like the magic that does go into astrology, which is like drawing connections and like being able to empathize and like key core traits of the actual humanities got lost. Mm -hmm. So you have people are just like, oh, don't touch that stuff. It's the devil's work. Or Mm -hmm. at the same time, who do, who do, who just treat it as a commodity? You know, the, the practitioners who do treat it as a commodity or the consumers who don't necessarily see that it's just being treated as a commodity and it's just something fun. The encouraging thing for me, though, is the, the, the like this explosion in interest over the past couple years mm-hmm. in astrology. You, yeah, I wonder if is there was there anything major that happened in the world that has kind of shifted, shifted the consciousness uh, in that way? Honestly, I think COVID had a lot to do with it because, you know, like suddenly we're left to ask, like, why? And, and, and by this, I mean, like my roommate who I had at the time, she was also my, oh man, we broke, we broke up two days before lockdown and we had to live with each other through COVID, but she ended up turning into like my, my best friend. And she watched out for my health because she knew that. I could get really sick and die very easily from COVID. She, this, we lived in Boston, which was like an epicenter at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And we, even, even through all of the tough time that we did share together, you know, we still were friends, you know? And, and, Mm -hmm. and, and at the end of the day, I gained a lifelong friend out of it. Because here's someone that literally watched out for my health for a year and a half. And, and I, I'll never be able to repay that. But the reason why I bring her up is because, like, she went into it completely, completely atheist. Like, atheist. Not, like, agnostic, but just atheist. And, and you know, that's fine. Every walk of life is fine to me. I don't. The only ones I don't like are the ones that try to force things on you. I don't like those walks mm, away. Yeah. But, um, but she came to me one day and she's like, 
do you think that like nature can think hmm. and we had this fantastic discussion about it and i actually came out i mean i've always believed in like the idea of mother earth absolutely but like for for an atheist to say there's something bigger than me because of everything socially that's going on around me maybe the best example that i can give you of why there's a spiritual reawakening right now and it's and it's spiritual reawakening in in ways that are not traditional yeah that's a good point and i think that's fascinating yeah i do too um earlier earlier you mentioned the word magic do you believe in magic what would you call magic and um yeah do i believe in magic is astrology magic i think human potential is magic i think empathy is magic i think people i know people are clairvoyant do i believe in harry potter magic no I don't <laughs> No. in fact i think like if anything that may ha- that just furthers like the kind of new aginess right because like oh we can just cast a spell and everything's fine when in fact people literally do cast spells and they work wiccans do cast spells and they work i've seen it happen done it myself and it's crazy like i can't explain it i can't there are things that happened to me this year that I can't explain. And it's one of the reasons why I became so heavily involved in like my own spiritual. It was, it was my spiritual awakening, honestly. You know, I had out of body experience. Was I drunk? No. Was I high? No. Did I like hurt myself and like fall down? No. I had a legit out of body experience that I cannot explain, but I watched myself do things that I wasn't doing. And it sounds absolutely insane. And I know that but it does. But it doesn't because there are, you're not the only person with those experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess like I, maybe it just comes back to the scientifically based culture in which we live, right? Of like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you must have something wrong with you. And it's like, but I really don't. <laughs> Yeah, not everything we can explain. Um, okay, I do have one question, kind of like finish it up. Do you want to ask any more? Because I only have one more left. I have one question, um, just pretty much because we're an LA-based podcast. We see a lot of folks who are really interested in this topic, and it's one of the reasons why we picked it for the podcast. Do you think that there's a particular clientele, like age, sex or gender and like location where this uh, movement is happening more or do you think it's kind of universal and it's happening all over the country all over the world um from our experience we see a lot of um, like women in our demographic who are picking it up who are really invested in it in los angeles but what are your thoughts uh i i definitely think this is led by women yes yeah and I, and I know for a fact that I'm in the minority when it comes to astrologers. I just am. Like in any spiritual thing that I 
attend or whatever, I'm usually the only guy there. <laughs> and I mean, that's fine. You know, do you think that other men are being called to this, but they're ignoring it? I think ego has a lot to do with it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we live perhaps in other countries, they're more comfortable with it. But in American society where everything is like, you know, man up or don't be in touch with your feelings or like, don't question reality. This is the way it has to be because you're a man. You know, and it's really sad, honestly, that we live in that society, but it is true, right? Um, I think it is definitely led by females. I definitely think it is led by, um, like, females, like, 45 and younger. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I should say I know that, like, spiritual entrepreneurship is a thing. Mm -hmm. And people make boatloads of money off of it. And some of them are legit, are straight up legit. I work with an astrologer who has made my life so much better, you know. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, and, and I've worked with a Reiki healer who does, you know, this thing called karma clearing. She literally clears karmas from your past lives and shit wow. and you know she i should send you to her actually she'd really appreciate it um yeah. but she um she's a spiritual entrepreneur as well and and in fact intuitive business coaching is a is an actual thing now yeah and they're yeah. highly sought after yeah. Like, like for a lot of money, like 20 grand a pop. That's a lot of money. <laughs> That's a very lot of money. Yeah, they're <laughs> valuable. Absolutely. And do you think the clientele sort of reflects that same demographic? I think, I think it can. Um, because I, th because I know that, right, as, as entrepreneurs do at, over time, your rates go up and, and. There's a phrase, and it's do the work, right? If you do the work, you can progress. Mm -hmm. I thought, here's, okay, here's my dirty secret. When I came in and I started doing astrology and I started getting back into tarot and whatever, I was like, I'm an, I'm an essayist. I got my MFA from Emerson College, right? I'm, I, I came in a complete skeptic. I actually came in to write an essay about how none of this was real. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is, that's a bomb to drop. <laughs> yeah. And then, then the weird shit started happening. And then I was happy. And I hadn't been happy before that because, you know, COVID, I was literally by myself. I couldn't leave the house because my roommate had moved out. I couldn't leave the house for three solid months, like even step outside for three solid wow. months. And, and, and then all of a sudden I found something that I was just so interested in and not even about disproving at that point. I was just interested. Mm -hmm. And how could, if something could make me feel better 
just by being interested in it, there has to be some kind of merit to it mm -hmm. from an emotional perspective. And I mean, that's the other thing too with, with COVID, right? Like why are so many people turning spiritual? I think a lot of it does have to do with the fact that there are no fucking therapists left. <laughs> and so we have to, uh, seriously, right? So we turn to, we firstly recognize the world, especially younger people do recognize the world itself is fighting back. Is it intentional? I have no fucking idea. I, I, I'm not going to say either way if the earth is like, I'm done with you. Like, just <laughs> go. But, like, I can't help but have that feeling, right? Because so much is happening at literally the same time. And you're yeah. like, that's pretty weird. Okay. But then, you know, now you have a shortage of therapists. And, and therapists who only take cash and who used to take things like Medicare and Medicaid. This happened to me because I'm on Medicare and Medicaid. And the therapist that I'd had for years was like, I can't do this anymore. I have to have my own practice. And I was like, mm. wait, this is July, 2020. <laughs> what? Do Don't leave me. me. Don't leave me. And yeah. And actually, you know, my birthday was our last session together. <laughs> Happy oh, birthday. Bye. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. She was an amazing, she's an amazing therapist. I would 10, 10 see her if I had the cash, but you know, I don't, uh, and that's too bad. But a lot of practitioners are switching to this model now just because the insurance is so complex because so many people are now on Medicare. I think it's up like, well, this time last year, but when was the statistic released? I think it was like March or April. I read this statistic that like Medicare added 9 million former COVID patients to its roles wow. in a year. Okay. That's a lot of fucking people all of a sudden yeah. that are disabled. Oh yeah. Oh. So that leads to a lot of questioning. Where do I, where do I fit in the world? And if I can show somebody the world, literally show them on a piece of paper, the solar system and say, this is you, it gives people a sense of peace. I think it does. Yeah. And, or empowerment. Both. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, you know, I mean, I definitely see in your chart, Ashley, where you can, where you can break some of these patterns that that you may find yourself stuck in or beliefs that you may have about yourself you know that i don't necessarily want to be like and this because you know just private stuff right like oh I yeah i'm sure i stayed Ashley's away from the good stuff with you yeah i'm, I'm gonna be looking <laughs> something with her. you because uh, <laughs> i need to know <laughs> finish yeah. the story finish the story but she's but, halfway through, right? Yeah, yeah, she's halfway through. And, you know, I, I'm totally curious to know what your story is as well. Because, you know, you went to one who was like, oh, you're doomed. And I'm like, oh, I have to know <laughs> what this <yeah>. is. <laughs> well, she didn't say you're doomed, but she said it's going to be a hard few years. You're going to learn a lot. <laughs> I've definitely had a, a couple clients that I've just been like, just internally, and, and, you know, like after the session and like, you know, everything, like we've talked about it. And I, and I was like, 
man, when I went into this and I looked at your chart, I was just like, oh, honey. <laughs> and, and oh, there are Everyone's just... Everyone's worst fear oh. as the astrologer is just like overwhelmed with Ooh. grief. <laughs> oh, honey. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is like, like I said, you, if, if you, if you know what these aspects are about yourself to, to, to draw on actual astrology term aspect, right? Shapes. By the way, you have a magic rectangle in your in your chart. I saw that, but I didn't know what it was. That's literally called a magic rectangle. Yeah, I don't got one of those. Yeah. Is it a good thing? Or what is it? I actually don't know that much about the magic rectangle. Because I, I haven't it. seen it pop up, so I have to do research now. Oh. Look well, at good. That. You can do your research, and then when Ashley has a call with you, you guys can go into detail and then yeah, let me know i will let me know well you should ha you should you yeah i mean you should have a call too oh i will because oh, I, I i want i i want i i want to know what what this woman saw <laughs> like my, my best friend tells me a story like when she was like uh so she has a daughter who's like 16 now and like when you know when she had taken these her child who was like four at the time to see an astrologer astrologer did her chart whatever mm. she's like get out and 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 she was like what and like apparently whatever she saw just totally freaked her out the astrologist out or the astrologer out and of the four-year-old's chart of the four-year-old's chart oh no <laughs> so i've actually gone and i've and i've done the chart myself and i've like you know and i and and i'm like yeah, there's a lot of power in this chart. And I think what freaked her out is the fact that you found this out so early. So she probably thinks that you're going to like raise the Antichrist or something. Oh, you know, yeah. because people are superstitious still. How early is too early for a reading? Or like, what's the perfect age to read your chart for the first time? Is, is it ever too young? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I think that being more mature adds, uh, allows you to see not only the potential in yourself, but the nuance in yourself simply because like mm -hmm. you haven't neurologically or physically it. developed yet. You mm -hmm. know, um, 18 is a good age. Would I go this into depth with an 18 year old? No, I would not. I would yeah, not use the all the signs. I would not use all of the uh, all of the asteroids. I just wouldn't. Um, I brought. I brought my full arsenal. I might actually add another one, but I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I'm still. I'm still debating it. This is so cool. Okay, I got. I have one more question. Yes. Um, uh, do you have any predictions for 2022? Anything globally coming up Ooh. that we should be aware of? Man. Because I know 2021 scared astrologers because they saw a lot. So yeah. I, I haven't heard anything on, on this. I've seen. Here. So you can actually look this up on, on, my, on my Insta. Uh, and it's, it's in the guide section, you know, of Instagram. Yeah, like yeah. on a person's page. It's called the greater and lesser yods of like November 2020 or 2021. And I did make a prediction in there. I made a couple predictions. One, there was going to be a public health crisis, like, and and then and then two, specifically that cryptocurrency was going to take a nosedive. 
No, really? Wait, in yes. this upcoming year? No, it already has. Oh. It's lost 10% of its value since the day that I saw the aspect which indicated to me that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is I've actually been able to track this down to the minute. To the minute Ugh. with respect to like the aspect itself. And then like five minutes later, the fall started and it never came back. Separately, I've heard slash seen of people using like a chart to find something that they've lost. Yes, like, that is a form of astrology that I do not practice. I want, so like, you're like, I lost my keys. Where are my keys? You Whoa. Can, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, seen, I've seen it. I've seen it done. It's wild. It's very crazy. Wow. It is, it is, it is, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, I, I, I don't. Seems like a lot I wish more. I did. But yeah. um, let's see. So on November 3rd, you could see that, oh, geez, I don't oh, know. Yeah. It had peaked yeah, out at like 64. Yeah. And then by November 6th, three days later, it was down to 61,000. Oh, wow. So, That's crazy. So I, I did make a f- few predictions. I have what you know, kind of of what's coming, um, in my in my like seventy seven minute live video that I did. Um, so because we're at a point that is with our destiny, right? The north, the north node, and the south node. The south node is equated with force, with 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 Mars. And then the North Node is associated with the Earth Mother. Enjoy that, because that's totally you. <laughs> um, these two are always going to be in opposition to each other, the North and South Node. The thing that's special, though, is the fact that Mars is conjoined with the South Node and Ceres is conjoined with the North Node. What does that tell me? Well, to me, when I interpreted this chart just based on that and then... Um, the fact that uh, Ceres had taken this hard angle up here to Juno, the face ripper, and um, as well as uh, Proserpina, who we talked about, Nyx, who's primordial darkness here. Um, this this is a yod as well. This is the finger of God. Literally, that's what it's called in astrology. So you have these 150 degree angles here, and then you have the finger of God that's a direct opposition. And then you have these two on the outside. These are 144 degrees. These are called uh, biquintile angles, and they're special because they make stars. They oh. literally make stars when you, when you draw them out. Oh, that's cool. But um, on a pers- from, from a personal level, the prediction was you you need to take the time now to align with with your true self your true self being down here this is this is the point of destiny right the 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 south mm-hmm. uh, the north node and then this is the belief in the self this is the ability to sow crops this is the ability to um, bring things to fruition okay and that's all in the, in gemini so that's the focus of energy. But the question is, is do we rise to the occasion or do we let things from the past, hmm. like 
like perhaps a bad relationship um and then the darkness associated with that uh through proserpina this is black and white right do we move past it or do we attempt to force our way past it through um through hard hard work and 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 you're just going to keep hitting roadblocks if you do that so what do i see like from this because this is for the full moon like tonight um and then i'll show you this one too this one's even more beautiful these are all aspects from the moon and it's completely symmetrical yeah for real wow that's amazing so um because jupiter is moving into what we call domicile this is a place where he's happy he's going to be in there next year okay and down here is the uh moon moving from the house of communication into the in or not the house of communication but the sign of communication into the sign of feeling and sensing that being cancer and then up here we have my favorite asteroid this is hygia and she's associated with um healing self-prevention or, or so, uh, self-care and preventative medicine so we can combine these three things and we can say if we take the time to heal and if we take the time to reflect on who we are as people on our emotions fortune will come to us but without that introspection you're going to get nothing but this the the sun which is basically ego that's mm. all that's going to emerge and since ego is up in sagittarius all it'll do is it'll just meander mm. it'll be everywhere i mean we see that in our politics in Absolutely. in u.s politics that's all they do <laughs> nothing gets done this is like right. the laziest congress i've ever seen <laughs> i know and i mean like you know fine joe's in office but like has anything really happened no yeah I, I agree and and it's and i'm so salty about it like i'm so salty about it <laughs> you know not because you know one party versus another but because there's a golden opportunity to make things better for millions of people and you're not like it just it's so angering so i i think next year is literally going to be about this with which do we most identify with with our heart or with our ego mm, that's such a good way to put it yeah that's huge yeah so i would say that um i would also say you know if 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 you cannot reconcile this disempowered voice with the need to force something sorry disempowered voice echo and 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 this is mars and the need to force something that's at this uh complex angle here if you if and, and you do this instead of going in the direction of 
Pluto, which is endless, and Venus, which is both uh, fiscal prosperity as well as um, artistic expression and appreciation, aesthetic appreciation, love, like love, right? And then White Moon Selene, that's your soul insurance right there. If you choose not to go in the latter direction, you're just going to get more of the same. And sadly, more of the same is really bad. Because it's only a matter of time before what is now a variant of the virus, speaking to the geneticist, becomes an actual new strain, a new virus. At which point, okay, great, we have vaccines for COVID, but now we have this other thing to worry about too. And that's what people don't get, is evolution doesn't stop. For real. And so, so you know, that, that too is, is Hygieia over here in, um, where is she? She's, in, she's actually in, in, in Libra. She's about balance. And if we can't balance the need of social, I don't want to say social medicine because it'll be like socialized medicine, but like, <laughs> you know, but, but, but public health, if we can't balance the need of public health with the need for prosperity and expansion and being in line with the self, it's not going to be a good year. I don't like to say things like that either, but like... Yeah, but I, I, the thing that I take away from that, the thing that kind of is like sitting on my heart is like, there's no way to go but forward. You can either go forward and be prosperous or you can go backwards and remain in the same mucky situation you've been in mm-hmm. and just let it keep getting muckier and muckier. Yeah, and, and, and eventually you'll just suffocate. I mean... Mm-hmm. I could have used a better word, but at the same time, it's also very apropos, I suppose, yeah. you know? So do you get sucked down into the muck or do you just say, fuck it and, and, and do what feels right and do what you know is right, which is what you two have done. Oh, <laughs> well, it's true. Like, yeah. Wow. This has been uh, like I'm gonna have to digest on this. I'm, when I listen to it back, I'm just gonna like sit and like this breathe been... it in. It's like you've given us so much. Like I can't even express how grateful we are for how much you've given us knowledge, insight. Like going through Ashley's chart, everything that you've Education, done today, teaching, mentorship. We I couldn't mean, be more grateful. Thank you. It was beautiful, Brian. Or. You've made two clients you've today. You've made two clients. <laughs> Lifetime clients. You've made a believer <laughs> Plus of me. Plus whoever listens to here and books you as well. Yeah. And I think you just speak with so much um, like grace and humility. And that comes across that you care so much about who you're speaking to. And that you do care a lot about your clients. And it's, um, I think maybe might it might set you apart from others. I don't know. But it was really a pleasure what to a speak treat. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we go, um, yeah, we yeah, would yeah. like for you to take this opportunity to give the audience something, whatever you feel you want to say to conclude, and then please plug anything and everything yeah, um, so plug. that everyone can follow you. Um, well, so luckily, I'll just do the plug first because it's the most natural thing. Um, 
So just go follow our astral realm and, you know, get in touch. And I mean, I put stuff out on a regular basis, you know, so I have all kinds of like fun Canva things. I became a COVID Canva person. Oh, I did too. Yeah, I, that's what we're Canva. turning into. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. I love great. it more than Photoshop. Yeah. I, I agree. It is so much fun. And it has you have so much capability. Yeah. And there's a lot of options. You can express yourself through, through Canva. Bur- yeah. It burns your battery on your phone pretty yeah, fast. But like, sure. it's worth it. So I just keep my phone plugged in. Um, but, you know, I am going to start a new... Um, a new service, but like uh, a new subscription, Mm -hmm. which would be um, like a Voxer subscription. If you've used Voxer, it's like a walkie talkie app, essentially. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like uh, it would be, uh, you know, there's going to be a couple, I think different, different tiers. Like one would be a monthly subscription and then like one would be like by the week. You know, but it'd be from a place of like, I need to talk to somebody. I need, you know, what's going on in my chart? Could you do a draw for me? Could you do this, that, and the other? So like a week would be like 177 and like a month would be 555. But we just talked for three hours. And I mean, I think it's worth it. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. And but so that's just one thing. And then, I mean, I do have packages as well um, that, but you know, the, the clientele is going to remain small just because I put so much work into like, it takes a lot to interpret a chart. Um, yes. Yeah, we can see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have one that's based off of um, the lunar cycle. So you get four like one-to-one Zoom meetings, you get Voxer support. Um, you know, you meet like the week before the new moon on zoom, you week, you meet the day of the new moon. So you can set your intention. You meet like between the, you know, uh, new and the full. So we can check in, see how you're doing. How is the, you know, what is your goal like? And then, you know, we meet on or around the full moon to see how, how'd you do? Like, you know, how has this come out for you? And That's great. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of an offering like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I just want people to uh, to get the most out of what they were born with. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And here's a fun fact. Just, just for you, Ashley, because I haven't, I haven't seen your, I haven't seen your chart. Don't worry, don't worry. I promise you, I will. I'm literally like gonna fill out that form you have on your IG right after this. <laughs> so your Mars and your Echo, Echo, Echo. I had to do. I'm so sorry. I love it. Um, those are actually trin, or at a very fortuitous angle, to my personal to my natal Saturn at nine degrees uh, Virgo and then my North node at 11 degrees Virgo. So, you know, you say it feels like we've talked before. I mean, there's a reason why these things happen, Mm -hmm. you know, and 
for me to have a, a point of destiny intersect with, you know, you know, your disempowered voice, I've always felt silenced myself. And now I finally had the opportunity to not be. And that's amazing. So thank that's you. That is, that is amazing. And I definitely resonate with that. And then, and then, yeah, you know, like I'm so glad to hear that. And then, yeah. and then, and then Mars and, and Saturn, Saturn bringing order, Saturn being about rules and, and, and Mars in Taurus, Mars and Taurus is wonderful uh, because you, you, it's, it will bring things to fruition for you in a material fashion. So my own hard work that I've done for the entire year has hopefully gotten you to a space that can bring the prosperity in that you deserve. Wow. So, so we're connected in that way. Yeah. yeah Everybody's connected somehow. Well, we we couldn't be happier that the universe connected us today. It's it's Thank serendipitous. You. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That's the best word for it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So and we learned so much. That's awesome. Thank you so much for having Thank me you. on. Thank and you. I look course. forward to like working with you and getting to know you. Like yes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs>